All right, kids. Are we ready? Ready for a rare uh, morning show? Hang on a second. So I'm doing a quickie, a quickie. Wow, I just really blew the shit out of my mic on that one. I'm doing a quickie. (laughs) Nothing wrong with a little morning sex, right? So let's just get this going. Uh, Spreaker's ready to go, but I'm not going to get on there just yet. Um, I have to find... Man, going back to Windows, I got all kinds of excuses, but wow. Um, yeah, I don't want that. So doing the show the other night with Scarlett off of Freedom Revolution Network, and I was co-hosting. These aren't excuses. This is just total honesty. I was co-hosting. So when you co-host... You're not the pilot. You're the co-pilot. Or even a a guest, I should say. So I was not paying attention to... This is all on me. I was not paying attention to the... To the chat room and Podbean, which was my fault. And that's not going to happen anymore. Regardless, if I'm on doing a show... And it's being broadcasted on Podbean. I'm watching the show. Uh, I don't want to elaborate too much because I'm going to repeat all this shit when I'm on Spreaker. But good morning. Having a cup of coffee. I need to find this um, intro for what I'm going to do real quick. I didn't really think about doing it, but. um, Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. It's too soon. Wow, that loaded fast. I also fixed my internet connection with my computer. Um, Diagnostics fixed that. Very nice. I rebooted my router, blah, blah, blah. All this technical crap that you don't need to know. So here we go. Uh, It is um, 5.50. I really doubt this will be more than a half of an hour. I just want it to be an update and recognition and some type of half-ass Apology to the listeners for, uh, believe me, I'm not someone that looks at the chat room and ignores it. Uh, being a, being a fan, uh, whether it's current or prior to podcasts and shows, I have been in the chat room and, uh, the chat room takes its own entity. Uh, and a lot of times it's not even has anything to do with what the host is talking talking about, which is good. I like that. But when people are commenting and beckoning the attention of uh, the host, especially to call in, and there's no response, that's unacceptable. Period. So let's just get into this. I'm going to start Spreaker. I'm going to start Spreaker.com. I'm going to do this now. <laughs> Here we go. So let's start Spreaker. I will do the intro. Right on. Get your greasy little face up next to the radio because it's time for America's favorite radio program, Animal Stories. And now here in person is the Animal Stories news team anchorman, I, your charming and delightful old Uncle Lair, and him in in person, little Tommy. Hi, Tommy. Good morning, Uncle Lair. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Again, as the shadows of night fall graciously upon the major metropolitan city in the Midwest, the boy in the box to his eye cautiously enters Uala. And good evening, boogie checkers, and a good evening to you. Is this a functional unit? 
Once upon a time, the biggest names in rock were seen around the world in black t-shirts emblazoned with the name of a Chicago institution, a radio station, The Loop, home to gods of radio, home to gods of radio, and gods of rock. While most stations played made bands, The Loop made the bands that they played. It hacked its way through a jungle of mediocrity to a land as dangerous as it was exciting. The rest of the world first experienced this power in 1979 at the infamous Disco Demolition. 90,000 Loop listeners showed up at a stadium built for 50, and Americans asked, what kind of radio station could influence untold thousands in such a way? And the answer? This kind. It was born in the year of Star Wars, and in Chicago, it was the force that was with you. And the force was with you. The mighty loop was as tall as Jordan, as strong as the fridge. In a world full of wannabes, the loop screamed. In a landscape crowded with emptiness and pockmarked with sameness, the loop kicked ass and took names and addresses and phone numbers. Then later, after the Stones interview, the loop ran home for a quick shower, then called one of those phone numbers to set up a private interview. Yes, that was a metaphor for the loop getting laid. Hello? Loop got laid a lot. The loop screamed with dangerous hosts, dangerous comedy, and dangerous music. As it grew, it made money. And more money. And little by little, an institution became an investment. A melting pot of genius became a few pages in an annual report. What the number crunchers couldn't grasp is that with some things, putting profits before all else ultimately leads to lower profits. They couldn't see that what made the loop huge in the first place wasn't cost-cutting or homogenizing. It wasn't consultants or research. It was talent. Brilliance. It was magic.
right, kitties, welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red Pill Show. Today is, uh, what? Thursday already, right? Yeah, Thursday, September 22nd, 2022, the show. It's for entertainment, educational purposes only. Please use it your own risk. Show is copyrighted by me and Freedom Revolution Network. No parts of it can be reused, rebroadcasted in any way, shape, or form. Without our written consent, or you can just ask. Finally, the show's opinionated. The hosts, especially me, callers, guests, co-hosts, whatever are. And always will be opinionated. Under no circumstances whatsoever should opinions be taken as advice. If you're seeking professional advice, we strongly encourage you to hire a licensed required person in his or her field, little Tommy. Yes, as I have my little tea and crumpets. And God save the queen. But she's dead, with all due respect. Let her rest in peace, please. Enough. Enough. All right, so what's going on? I got to shut my door. Hang on. I would love, since this is theater of the mind, I would just love for you to think I'm sitting in some studio and it's all high tech and everything else, but it's not. I'm in my bedroom. And then this is, and I don't even want to say it, but anyway, I'm sitting in my bedroom <laughs> and uh, on the edge of my bed in front of my computer that's finally working right. Everything should sound good. If it doesn't, please tell me. I do not have the chat room open right now because, I mean, it's open. It's minimized. I will open it here in a few minutes. I have some things to say. I cannot stress, first of all, an apology for not paying attention. This is on me. This is on me. Paying attention to the chat room on Podbean specifically when I was co-hosting with Scarlet, Scarlet Anonymous on Freedom Revolution Network in the episode Weather Extremes. I have nothing but excuses, which are unacceptable, period. It won't happen again. And I'm sitting here in bed or laying because I get up early and I'm like, I got time to kill. I was going to bring it up on the episode tonight because Scarlett and I are going to come on specifically for listeners calling in chat room. We're going to make it about you regarding all the comments that were in the chat room during that show Tuesday night that were not acknowledged until it was too late. This show has been and always will be about you, the listener, which includes listening and includes interaction. So I deeply apologize. I will not do it again for so-called unprofessional and just unacceptable treatment. That's it. It won't happen again. I value you guys, there's people that listen, and I've been told, and this show is best listened to through a set of earbuds or headphones or whatever, or in your car stereo system. I try to make this as entertaining as possible. And I also try to make this show the audible quality for an amateur, although we're just about ready to come out of the novice amateur uh, classification on Podbean into the next one. I don't even know what the hell it is, but whatever. The people listen to the show and, and it, it it's intrinsic, although it probably comes up or latent or whatever word you want to use. 
uh, a lot of people don't engage into the show. They just listen, which is fine. Listeners are listeners, fans are fans, uh, trolls are trolls, you know, whatever. whatever. Whatever this involves, it is what it is. But again, it is just unacceptable that a podcast host does not recognize their listeners. That is a crack of shit. Uh, and anybody that starts trolling this show will be warned and then they will be blocked. Uh, but I have no issues whatsoever of speaking to people in a reasonable tone in a conversation of opposing views and arguments at all. That's how we find the truth. So that, that's enough of this. It, if you've listened to this show, you know exactly where I'm coming from. It's called the original red pill show for a reason. And it's like you take a big fat fucking red pill and you wake up and you start thinking different out of the box, period. It's not the woke experience that they're trying to take. And I don't know what they're trying to do. I just don't really care. It is being awake and more people are waking up, whether they're like changing political parties, um, learning about our monetary system, learning about NATO and Russia and why Putin's really pissed off. And not blaming him and making him the bad guy like we've made world leaders all the way back to Hitler. And I'm not saying he wasn't a bad guy. I'm just saying before America gets on board to start bombing the shit out of somebody and joining World War II and other wars, we always make the world leader of the country that we're going into look like a bad guy, um, usually by false propaganda. So they get the American support because no American that I know wants to go to war. So in that respect, the perspective of waking up, it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and he didn't. Golf of talking, Tolkien, whatever, 1964, the year I was born. All these excuses, Gaddafi, everybody that we've invaded and they're dead. And that cannot happen without the support of the American people. Um, and I don't want to get into that. It's just the point I'm trying to make that you need to wake up and you need to do your own homework and you have to really finally discover what's really going on. Because for the most part, not all, some are psychopaths and sociopaths. And they know how to use mental warfare against you and me to get what they want done, which is their agenda and whomever is pulling their strings, not the will of we, the people. It's as simple as that. And that's an example. That's not my intent. That's not the platform for the show. The platform for this show in regards to everything from what a person experienced in their life from being a child and a kid and in a family and a teenager and an adult and uh, your work and your career and being an entrepreneur. It's if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm hitting on subjects that I have experienced education system, college, business, investing, money, currency, um, everything that from the time you get your ass out of bed to the time you go to bed, because you're all being indoctrinated from kindergarten and it's even worse today. I was strong enough of a will, uh, a will and a kid and God centered by my morals and values that were transferred to me from my mom and my dad, mostly from my mom. And uh, just the presence in the sense of God. And I knew better when I was around a racist person or I was being told horse shit. Or I was told I, I have to get on Ritalin to calm down. When in fact, I was just doing my work so fast that it bored me. And I was a class clown and I was distracting everybody else. And my sixth grade teacher just gave me some more work to do instead of putting me on drugs. Stuff like that. 
But weak-minded people and children that are innocent sometimes don't have that will because they trust the people that are telling them things in the world, uh, not for their benefit, not for the kid's benefit, but for the person that's telling them that or the organization or political party. So there you go. You got to break through that crap. You just got to break through it. Don't be a fool. All right. So that's enough of that preaching crap. Just see how this just comes out and whatever. I just wanted to be clear. The intent of this show is to wake you up, period. That's it. And then you can wake others up and go through all that rabbit hole crazy shit. Trust me, it is. But you will see things for what they really truly are, which is the truth. Okay, so a couple things about this show. A little history, a little thing about me being a fan of radio, terrestrial radio, satellite radio, podcasting, how I got here, starting to do this 14 years ago. I have to say this first, though, and it's not by priority. It's actually contrary to that. It's the last thing on my mind. So I I have put my QR code up for Bitcoin to send me Bitcoin. I'm not using the Patreon thing, Patreon thing. I'm not using it just doesn't feel right. I'm not using monetization from YouTube. I do have monetization on Spreaker which is nothing, but it was an option to do. And it seemed like the right thing to do without getting fucked. Sorry. Um, I thought about charging for these podcasts and I don't even know what price to charge if I did, cause I don't know what market is. I'm not doing that. This show will always be free. It will always be ran by me. Um, I'm not selling out to anybody. I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this actually, believe it or not, for fun as a hobby. Which I know sometimes it probably sounds like that, but sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I will be be affiliated with networks like Freedom Revolution Network and in the past Freedomizer Radio. Uh, What they're about, not about getting paid. I don't get paid to do this by anybody. Except, like I said, my monetization. So, I haven't seen anybody else do this. I'm not saying I'm setting a trend or an example or anything. But when you're listening to this show, hopefully, instead of seeing a red pill, blue pill, you're going to see my QR code for receiving Bitcoin. All I can tell you is this, with this crazy world right now and people attacking people, um, number one, do your homework on Bitcoin. Read the Bitcoin standard. Um, Sending Bitcoin is total anonymity. Uh, For the most part, you're going to have to, you're probably going to use an exchange to do it. Um, if you're really into it, you'll do it off your cold cold storage wallet. And uh, it's definitely um, unanimous or uh, an anonymity. Sorry, not you know, we're not voting here. It's early. Sorry. It, it's definitely keeping your anonymity, which goes right to the blockchain and not through um, any exchange that you may use. That's And you got to get your shit off of there anyway. <laughs> so... Uh, so here, here's the thing you can send me or not any amount of Bitcoin, whatever the, the, um, dollar value of that is. I don't really care. You don't have to do anything, but this show for Spreaker and Podbean does cost me money. And if this is any value to you as far as monetary, then donate. That's what I'm going to call it. Donate. If you don't, don't. It's not going to affect me until if I run into financial distress again that I can't afford to pay for the services. 
So that's it, which is a whopping, I think Podbean's 15 bucks a month and Spreaker's 20. And quite honestly, that's all I'm looking for. I don't, I'm not trying to get rich. But however, I am getting older in my age that causes um, a lot of physical exertion. And quite frankly, I don't know how I'm going to continue to do what I do for a living, which is going on 40 years. And which is really nothing short of a construction worker, which is a real toll on your body. Uh, I need a backup plan. I've been doing this for 14 years. And it may be time to put a little more energy and come up with a plan to eventually transfer to do this. Um, but make no mistake, it's not going to be a W-2 paycheck from an organization that I work for. It's going to come from you directly to me in Bitcoin period. I want to get out of the dollar. I don't want anybody knowing my fucking business. You should know it. You shouldn't let anybody know your business when it comes to whom you're contributing to or not contributing to. It's nobody's fucking business. Of course, unless you're breaking the law, but, and that's the whole argument with Bitcoin. Oh, you can send you can send a gazillion dollars to the cartel. Oh, really? What about the briefcase full of fucking cash that Obama sent to the Middle East? What about that one? Oh, well, we can't talk about that because I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. It's been done for years. Not that specifically, but the dollar in cash has been used to pay people off forever. So... Not an excuse in my book. All right. So you need to know a little bit about why I do this besides the reasons I just said. I was born and raised in Illinois in the Chicago suburbs. Chicago radio. I only can compare it from what I've heard, not experienced, but it's every bit as good as New York radio and Los Angeles radio. People like Howard Stern, DJs back in the day and still today, uh, just set set the bar and the precedence for being on a radio. And in Chicago, it's no different. Chicago is legendary. Uh, right off the bat, Steve Dahl, who's been on the year on the air for over forty years, at least in Chicago, um, more than that, because I'm doing the math real quick has his own podcast. It's called the Steve Dahl Network. It's an app. Uh, Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and Dahl, D-A-H-U-L, or D-A-H-L. I can't even spell. D-A-H-L. It'll pop up as an app. Um, I just rejoined an hour ago, and he's still on the air. He's still it, 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 he's still extremely entertaining and funny and witty. And uh, I thanked him uh, for not giving up because the guy, I'm not going to make it just about him, but the guy went through hell like a lot of radio DJ personalities. Man called Muller. He's another one um, who's still doing something. I think he's doing YouTube stuff, which you should be careful with. For monetization, but um, just my opinion. But ever since I was a little kid, like five, seven years old, I would say, listening to WLS radio AM in music and music and music in the 70s and the 80s. And I'm a product of a child of the 70s as far as growing up. I was born in 64, but I really don't recall, or I don't think I was being, um, my personality wasn't evolving until about the age of five, five to seven. So that'd be 69, 70. Uh, and the experience that I had just from radio, I would never give up for anything. I'd never traded in for all the gold in the world. One good thing about my childhood, but I'm not going to get, into that. And then uh, Steve Dahl came into the Chicago market in mid 
seventies about, I didn't listen to him cause I was just a kid. Uh, but he caught my attention when he went to AM 1000, uh, which is no longer on the air. And then you ran into radio personalities like Jonathan Brandmeier, Larry Lujak on Super CFL. Long time ago, uh, Bob Dearborn, um, um, John Records Landecker, who's on the little intro with the boogie check thing. Uh, Larry Lujak is on there with Tommy Edwards and Animal Stories. And just so you know, that's when I do my intro. The little Tommy thing is is a um, uh, a tribute to Larry Lujak and Animal Stories. So that that's what that uh, and that no that's uh, that's his name. That's from the Tom Cruise movie that he's a rock star. Hey man, <laughs> so uh, you know just little insights. Like what the fuck is he talking about? Why does he do that? That's why I do that. It's an honor and tribute of. Um, In respect of Tom Cruise, but more mostly it's from Larry to Larry Lujak and Tommy Edwards and WLS radio. So that that's what that's about. And uh, when I was in high school, I was on WEPS Elgin radio, Elgin, Illinois, which was a uh, two class four credit class that I took in my junior year or sophomore could have been sophomore. I think it was sophomore. I don't remember. Ninth, 10th grade. Because uh, it was 9, 10, 11. No, it wasn't. It was 10, 11th, 12th. So 10th or 11th back when I went to school. Uh, ninth grade was still junior high. I don't think it's that way anymore. It doesn't matter. But I know it wasn't ninth grade because I was still in tough junior high. So it was 10th or 11th, sophomore or junior year. And was on the radio for that and got my third class radio telephone license, which I'm sure is way expired. Um, but the point was, is that I have always and shall be influenced to the day I die by radio. I just never pursued it because I was lured into the business that I am now that I've been doing. And it's not all that I know, but. It, I do know it. I'm an expert and I better be doing it for 39 years and I have my own company for 20 years. I better know what the fuck I'm doing. And I've been called an expert by other people. Uh, so I'm a general with my stripes and I've earned them. Trust me. As far as this goes, no, I, I still am a rookie. <laughs> I, I am learning every time I start squawking into this mic and I will continue to learn and learn and learn but it's getting to a point that this won't just be a hobby anymore podcasting for some reason now well i know the reason but i'm not going to get into it that's a whole show right there but podcasting is gaining in popularity and people are enjoying podcasts when they discover them which is basically by you people that's what i love about it there's no advertising or anything on TV or during in between NFL football games. And I can listen to this podcast. You know, it's like, I haven't even seen it with the, with the big guys. Never seen a Joe Rogan, Spotify, uh, Glenn Beck. Uh, I've never seen an advertisement, um, on TV. Not that I'm thinking about it for podcasting. This is all driven by you, which is free market, free enterprise, no manipulation. You guys decide who will be successful in podcasting. And me too. I'm a listener too. I have my podcast. I have my favorite ones. It's not this one. <laughs> I just listened to this one to make sure that I didn't misspeak or I wanted to see how, how it was going because I'm evaluating it, but I, I don't listen to the show. Well, I do the show. So why the fuck would I listen to it? But I do listen to it for quality issues and concerns. That's all. That's it. And like I said, if I misspoke, it's like, Oh shit. I, I said that, but I didn't mean that. I meant to say this or whatever, but I don't do that too often, but I do. But podcasting and I'll just, 
say this, the reason why it's gaining steam and notoriety and recognition is because the mainstream media has been totally discredited. In my opinion, this is basically we the people expressing your First Amendment and opinions and views on things, but not necessarily in grievance, uh, grievances against your government or to your government. Uh, it's more of macro uh, sociology issues and psychology and a bunch of crap that you thought you knew by in, being indoctrinated from your quote-unquote education that you have a piece of paper that says you know everything which you don't because it's not applicable applicable applied it's not you can't apply it to real life applicable is that correct that's anyway you can't use it it's not worth the piece of paper it's written on and if it was People in, what does Richard, uh, Robert Kurosaki call it? PhD, poor, hopeless, and uh, distressed or, or desperate. Poor, horp, poor, hopeless, and desperate. That's what a PhD stands for. And if you say that, it's like, oh, geez, I'm a doctor, and I, you know, I, I really, uh, you know, paid for that. Let alone have a lot of time doesn't mean you're king of the world. It doesn't mean you know everything. And people that are really successful and honest and did it on their own will admit that. You can have an, an MBA. You can have all this stuff. And I'm going to tell you something. At least 90% of it is useless. And I will make my point. If it was usable and it was for the betterment of everybody, we'd be way further advanced and there'd be a lot more rich people and successful people in this world than there are not to mention the medical industry there'd be a lot more healthier people and less sick people if your phd just because you have a phd doesn't grant you god status it only gives you the path to a license and practice medicine or law that doesn't mean I mean, look at the legal system because you got your bar. That means everything's going to be better. No, it's fucking as worse as it's ever been. My point is this. Your knowledge does not come from a piece of paper in a book that's indoctrinated for you to enter a system that serves others with power. Does that make any sense? So this, this avenue, this platform coming from real people and their experiences. And if they're honest and they finally wake up and go, you know, I like get like getting married. I think marriage is wonderful. I think the family structure is sacred, but what I've been through Oh, just, you know, go to school and get a degree and get married and have two kids and you live and buy a house and you live happily ever after. That's a bunch of horse shit. That is a 50% chance at best that that's going to happen successfully. It'll, other 50% is, is going to end up in a divorce and one person's going to get destroyed, which is usually the breadwinner, which was me. You should know both sides of the story. Marriage can be a very powerful, wonderful thing. It also can destroy you. You should know that. But you don't. And good luck finding any books on it whatsoever. The only thing I found that helped me um, so much was Divorce Care, which is a national support system that's usually in some churches. But yeah, I looked for them. And the only divorce books I found was just people sharing experiences when they were around their ex and how to deal with it. It's like, what? I don't want to be in the same room with my ex to the day I fucking die. I don't want, I don't care about that. 
What about being betrayed and thrown into the dirt and left for dead? And by court order that you have to pay a gazillion dollars to somebody else because you took care of their fucking ass for 27 years. What's fair about that? But you're not going to hear that. Then if you can't, if you can't follow the court order, it's contempt of court and you're going to jail. And you don't know about that stuff, do you? No. And I could go on and on and on, and that's what I do. And if I don't know, like Scarlett brought up the Tatarian Empire, I had never heard of that. And if I don't know something, I will say that, like that. I don't know that. I could pretend I do. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. No, I don't. I'm not a good liar. I don't blow smoke up people's ass. But that's another that's another area or territory that I would like to learn about, but not go to school and college. And, oh, look what I learned about ancient cultures and uh, Tatarian uh, empire. I never heard of that in my fucking life. Why? There's a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but I sure as hell ain't going to go to school and learn about it. I'm going to educate myself. And that's what you need to do without intent or citing oh geez you know that was in russian uh country of russia or soviet union at the time and they're a bunch of assholes because putin's a fucking asshole and he just wants to blow up the planet so i'm not going to learn about any type of russian culture or history because those people suck <laughs> uh no 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 don't waste your time because all you're going to look for is things that that verify your fucked up thinking in judgment that's not that's not that's what the other people are doing to you they're manipulating you with mental warfare to comply to their intent and manipulating and bending reality for their outcome good luck and you don't even know they're doing it to you but something needs to happen to you, whether it's me saying it or it's happening to you or it happens to your friend and you listen to him or her and you go, holy shit. Um, wow. There's something wrong. This is not what I was told. Mm -mm. Nope. And that's what I'm telling you. So this is a little deep. This is, uh, you know, it's, it's an episode. I'm doing it as that it's not just a little coming on here real quick and blurbing um kind of like the show before the show on podbean when i get everything all set up and i finally get on to spreaker and then i do the show officially but uh there's always a backstory to everything and uh that's my backstory as far as in regards to why i'm squawking in this mic and what really pushed me to do this was doing my homework and finding out why the 2008 meltdown was handled the way it was. Because all the bad people that did the bad things, that fucked it all up and destroyed the housing market and put us into a global recession are the ones that fixed it, so-called fixed it, the ones that had power to fix it, that fucked it up. And then there were some casualties and some people, Lehman Brothers, some of that just went down because they weren't buddies with the people in the Treasury Department. Simple as that. Um, and why a lot of us lost our homes, lost over half. I lost 90% of the value of my second home in Vegas. Or I wouldn't say 90%. I would say 66%. I paid 300 grand for it in 2008 and it went down to a low of $99,000. Why? Why? Because greedy people and government, government policies let people buy homes, which exponentially increased the supply or the uh, demand and the supply wasn't there. So everybody was building houses left and right. And with no dock requirements and this and that and everything else and no down payment or 
three, five, 10, 20% to buy this house, to put it down, um, that destroyed it. But that's what caused it. But the effect of it, the accountability was never put on the people that caused that. And that's the whole game. They made it your problem and my problem by causing financial duress and distress because all you did, here we go, like I said earlier, just go to school, get married, buy a house, buy two houses, three cars, whatever, whatever, you know, just buy, do this and do that, and you'll live happily ever after. Well, that's a fairy tale. Because you didn't tell me that these assholes have the power to print money and manipulate markets and do whatever they want to do and take care of their buddies and make a gazillion dollars at your expense your expense as a taxpayer for bailing them out and your expense on your balance sheet and your net worth, because now your house was worth $300,000 and it's worth $99,000. And my retirement was all wiped out. And my wife's at the time, because we decided and made a decision to wipe out our retirement funds 100% and inject that capital into the business because money tightened up so bad our line of credit was taken away. Everybody reacted. They made it our fault and our problem. And in retrospect, I should have closed the doors. Just like the COVID thing that just happened. If COVID happened during my tenure in leadership of my business, I would have let it go out of business. I'd not, I would have not done the PPP so-called bailout bribe money because now your ass is owned by the government. Mark my words. Now they have all the leverage in the world. And, oh, I got a half a million dollars from the government. I check this shit out. I just had to fill out 15,000 papers. Yeah. You don't think, <laughs> you don't think that's going to be quite possibly used as leverage in politics. Well, who'd you vote for Trump? Oh, oh, hey, well, let's see here. Mr. Uh, send this to the IRS. Who's getting 80,000 agents with firearms. Ah, uh, well, let's see. He voted for Trump. So, well, let's see. We really got to, we really got to get into why you did that. And not to mention, are you following the law to every dotting I and crossing every T? Because uh, if you're not, you're going to pay. So if you don't think the PPP money's not going to be potentially weaponized, you're a fucking idiot. Always go with what market is telling you. 2008, everybody, for the most part, was financially hurt, except the benefit benefited people that were bailed out. And they still haven't learned their lesson. It's worse than it ever was. Derivatives are sky high, way, way higher than they were, which caused the whole thing in the first place. But we don't even want to get into that. Uh, US clock, org. Look at it for yourself. There's derivative. Um, and you can compare it to 2008 or any year that you want to. And you can even go forward in time. Check it out. But uh, most of us were hurt one way or another from the 2008 meltdown. And then 12 years later, you have a coronavirus that's weaponized to get rid of Trump and uh, locked everything down beyond the point of no return for businesses to survive. You can't have an upside down balance sheet. Assets minus liabilities, personal balance sheet, corporate balance sheet, doesn't matter. I don't care if it's fortune 500. I don't care what company it is. And I don't care what individual it is. Money is money and math is math. If your assets are less than your liabilities, you have negative cash flow and negative net worth. You are fucked, especially for two years with no income. That is why we cannot recover from this. And this is just not my opinion. I mean, there's no way in hell it would have wiped me out because I wouldn't have took the bailout money. And I would be bankrupt, but it was no part of mine. 
because coronavirus, in my opinion, was weaponized. And the people that voted for Trump are going to pay and are going to pay dearly. And all of you are going to pay because you told the emperor he wasn't wearing any fucking clothes. So we'll just punish all the patriots and the people that have equity in this country. And we'll just open the borders wide open for the people looking for political asylum, wink, wink, and let them come in here. And then uh, governors that don't want them in the states because you're breaking a federal felony law by letting these people come in and them coming in, committing a crime. Uh, that's aiding and abetting. And you're transporting them when they come over the border. So if anybody's guilty of human trafficking, it's you because you let it happen and you're assisting in it. And then when states don't want to play the game, for more voters to come in here. Where, where's all the housing for veterans and for people that got wiped out by 2008 or people like me? Where's the housing assistance? Cause I've been paying taxes since the day I started working, but no, you sneak in the country here and just break a federal law and then get handed a cell phone, a card, and they start building houses for you. How, how is that not fucked up? And then the States that don't agree with that, which are mostly Republican ship them to the democratic States in the sanctuary cities and that's human trafficking. See now you can, you can determine, I'm not telling you how to think this is my opinion. And I've been told many, 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 many times. I think like a cop, I'm not a cop. I'm not law enforcement. I'm not a special agent. I'm not a piece of shit. Sorry. I'm not trying to set people up or, infiltrate people or misguide them or mislead them and get them all corralled up and go, yeah, that's, that's what he was going to do. And he was going to do. And then you're going to end up in prison or Lebanon for the rest of your life. That's not me. That never will be me, but I call them the way I see him. You need to call them the way you see him. And that's how I see that you want people to come in here you better find out who the fuck they are, legal or not, and vet them. Not just let them stroll across the fucking border or anywhere. Would you let anybody in your house like that? Oh, the front door's wide open. You can just come in anytime you want. Oh, really? How come we're reserved and protective when we got to get to know some people that we just meet, let alone marry and let us in our house? And you're just going to let them stroll in the fucking country and you have no idea who they are? And then you wonder why there's problems? Hmm. Doesn't make any sense to me. Change the immigration laws, but they won't because they are oppressing and using people to come in here. These migrants, my, whatever you want to call them, undocumented. We're going to go down that road. Uh, well, they're undocumented. Okay, well, so is this firearm. So fuck off. Oh, you can't do that. No, no. And you can't use that excuse for people, human beings people that are trying to make a better life for themselves and you're telling them to come here illegally. So why don't you tell me, well, things are really bad right now. So you should just have a firearm. You don't need to document it. Don't worry about it. Things are bad. It's not your fault. Hmm. I don't see the difference. Some do, some don't, but these people, these migrants, these illegal immigrants, Illegal aliens, whatever you want to say, undocumented, they're scared to death. They're being used. And I really feel for them. I don't have the attitude. Well, that's what you get. You broke the law. Just like, no, they were misled with open arms and they listened to that. And the only reason why that is happening with that policy is for votes because people that had two, three, four generations, regardless of their color background, creed, religion, no better, but you're labeled patriots and domestic terrorists for that. And you know better not to vote for some senile fucking old man that's lost his goddamn mind that all he cares about is power retention. And on the verge of throwing us into world war three with a chess player, he can't even play fucking marbles and he's going up against Putin. Who's a chess player. Tell me I'm wrong. 
figure it out. And I didn't come on here to talk about this shit, but like I said, see this, just all this stuff runs together and it's quarter to seven. So I have to go. Uh, but this is just how the show goes and how the dominoes fall and it's all connected. And that's how I can sit here and talk when I only intended to come on here for half an hour. And I don't even know what it's been. It's going to be damn near an hour because all that just goes together. But the whole point of this is this, this show is about you. It's about the listeners. It's about you finding the truth. It's about you waking up and it's about everybody just saying, this is enough. I'm not complying anymore because in the end, we're the ones that get fucked period. While the ones in power and pulling the strings somehow always benefit and have no accountability, even if you try to vote them out of office, because that seems to be a false perception by some people's opinions and facts. Uh, and that will be very sad if that's true. Do your homework, figure out your own mind, uh, and not necessarily don't try to persuade other people. You just persuade yourself and that's all you need to do. And if everybody does that on an individual level, uh, I, I, you know, that that'll be good, but I'm tired of, Oh, well, you know, we're the best house in a shitty neighborhood. Well, I don't want to be in a shitty neighborhood. I don't care if I'm the best house or not. Oh, it's worse in some other countries. It's worse in some other States. It's worse. I don't care about that. That's not that that's rationalization and apathy. And for the most part, compliance, I don't want to be the best house in the shittiest neighborhood. I want the neighborhood to be the best it can be. And then maybe I'm the shittiest house. So I rise above with the neighborhood. I don't want to be brought down into a shitty neighborhood, shithole neighborhood or state or system because I'm the best in that environment. That is not, that's a very dysfunctional way of thinking. Oh, it could be worse. Could be, I could be fatter. There's some of my neighbors fatter than me. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, my neighbor's got cancer and has a heart attack, heart attack. Not me. Wait, what the fuck is that? That's flipped upside down, man. That changing has to, you have to be the best human you can be. Whatever that means by your definition, but at least have some morals and ethics and always try to do the right thing. Be your, be your own judge. Quit trying to change the planet, change yourself. And that's it. I'm done. So uh, I got to go because I got to make the donuts and pay for fucking people that don't work and letting people come in here illegally and building fucking houses for them and getting airplane flights and free cell phones. Uh, so that's not stopping. And then giving other countries billions of dollars and leaving $80 billion of aircraft mil military equipment in fucking Afghanistan. Someone's got to pay for that. So I got to go to work to pay for that shit. So, uh, please share the show. That's it. I'm done. And, uh, that is, um, basically everything in a nutshell about this show and how it's came to be. But this show is about listeners. And again, that won't happen. I will not. I just opened a chat room or some people in there. Um, some people are listening, no comments and, uh, that's fine. It's early <laughs> and this is some pretty deep shit and it should make you think, but not get a knee jerk reaction out of you. Uh, you really should put some serious thought into your homework, into everything and anything that is said on this show. So have a great day. We'll be on tonight. I'll be on with Scarlet and Ominous. This show is going to be about you guys and comments and phone calls are calling into the show. Uh, she will be my co-host. I think I don't, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't fucking matter to me. We'll both be on tonight under who, who's ever show, uh, but it will be on freedom revolution network. Um, I added this podcast to some more platforms. Um, so you should find the show or anybody should be able to find the show just by a, a Google search, but uh, listen to Steve Dahl. I think there's some free episodes. You can see what he is. It's going to take some time to get acclimated to his style and sense of humor, but he's great. He's great. And he has blazed the trail for others to come in and do stuff like this, like me. And uh, I thanked him for that because the guy went through hell. <laughs> Trust me. He went through hell. 
Uh, and that's that. So please share the show. Have a great day, and we'll be back tonight. You have been listening to the original Red Pill Show.